Hey friends, welcome to the Modern Medusa podcast. My name is Dominique DeFalco and I'm really excited to start this journey with you. Before we get more into what we're going to be talking about today, I want to give a huge thanks to Joe Phelan over at the Port City Pet Page who sent me this swanky microphone and has helped me decide to start a podcast. So this is another reptile podcast, but I'm really excited to be focusing entirely on female herpers and female animal keepers so we can continue to make this hobby an incredibly welcoming and exciting space for women to be in. So who am I? Um, my name is Dominique DeFalco. Like I said, I am the face behind DeFalco Reptiles. I am a hobbyist keeper with green tree pythons, brettles pythons, ball pythons, and a few other miscellaneous species. Um, I've been in the hobby for a few years now, and I have really been interested in herps since I was a kid. When I was younger, my mom used to tell me stories about how I would go to my older sister's school when I was in kindergarten and use her library card to check out books about snakes and lizards and read as much information as I possibly could. But it wasn't actually until I was, I think I was 20 years old when I actually got my first real herp. So outside of herps, I just finished my degree studying information systems at the University of Cincinnati. And being in a STEM field, I was highly involved in organizations focused on supporting women in STEM, women in IT, and women in other male-dominated fields. Um, Since graduating, I've decided to really try to translate this into my hobby, which is reptile keeping, obviously, to continue to make the reptile and amphibian hobby a more welcoming and open space for women, non-binary keepers, and anyone who doesn't necessarily fall under the umbrella of what a quote-unquote typical reptile keeper would look like. So this isn't my first venture into bringing women and non-binary keepers into the hobby in um, a more organized fashion. Um, In June of 2020, I started the Female Herpers and Reptile Keepers group, and we've quickly grown to over 1,300 members with an awesome modman team and just a really fantastic supportive community of women, non-binary keepers, and just herp enthusiasts at the base. Regardless of their sex or gender, at the end of the day, we're all here for the love of herps, and we're here to help support each other who do. Um... So women make up a large portion of the hobby, as I'm sure people have seen, but unfortunately can often be overlooked when it comes to having platforms to talk about their experiences and what they're working on, which is the point of this podcast is to bring women in, have a conversation and a voice in the hobby and be heard just as much as our male counterparts. Ideally, after this first teaser episode, um, I hope that we can continue to grow this podcast in the greater herper community as I introduce you to some incredible breeders, keepers, and herpetologists who may not have had the platform before, um, and we can all continue to grow and learn together as we share our love for these animals. I want to encourage you to reach out to me if you're a woman in herping and you want to tell me about your experiences. So this week, I obviously don't have a guest. Um, I'm really excited for our first guest, which will hopefully be on the next episode. But because of that, I wanted to pay my respects to one of the first female American herpetologists and the woman who is highly regarded as being the first person, man or otherwise, to successfully breed rattlesnakes in captivity, Grace Olive Wiley. Born in 1883 in Chinute, Kansas, I think that's how you say it, Originally, Grace was an entomologist, but in her 30s, after working in entomology for a while, she became enthralled with rattlesnakes while doing field work in the southwestern USA. Quickly, this is when she made a career change to focus really on herps, specifically venomous animals. Within a few years of her working with these animals, Wiley 
took the position of curator at the Minneapolis, Minneapolis Public Library, which had a large collection of reptiles and amphibians in their now defunct Natural History Museum. Um, I want to make a quick note here that this began a long string of reckless behavior that earned her the infamy of being known as the woman without fear. Before we move into her story, it's really important that we let you know that the choices she made and how she worked with her venomous collection ultimately led to her death. While I'm critical of her choices and how she interacted with these animals, I believe it's so important that we maintain respect and acknowledgement of her achievements as a woman in herpetology and as a woman who was a pioneer for her field and so many other STEM fields. This moniker, the woman without fear, came from her on-hands approach with venomous animals, regularly free-handling and avoiding using hooks or tongs that were commonly used at the time with dangerous animals such as these. She used this infamy that she gained from her reckless behavior to encourage education and understanding of these animals with the public rather than fear, which it did. People were really interested in her story. She was very good with the animals she worked with, and it really did help a lot of people learn to love these animals like we do. So while being at the Minneapolis Library, Wiley boasted of being able to train over 300 animals, and she never received a serious bite during her time there. But in 1933, Wiley left this library and brought her 236 animals with her because of some disagreements she had with coworkers on how she was interacting with them. So she brought these animals to the Brookfield Zoo in Chicago, where she started her new position as curator of reptiles there. Unfortunately, two years after starting here, her laissez-faire approach ultimately had her removed from her position in 1935 because 19 animals had escaped their cages under her care. While she loved the animals, she was very careless in how she took care of them, both free handling and then also just forgetting and often neglecting to double check cages and lock them as she walked around the, the enclosures. After this short stint with the Brookfield Zoo, Wiley moved herself in her animals. At this point, she had amassed a large collection of over 200 venomous animals, as she called her own, to California. She brought her unconventional ways to Hollywood, providing animals for numerous films, including some such as The Jungle Book and the Tarzan series. She then opened her own zoo in Long Beach, inviting people to see her personal collection for only 25 cents, if only zoos were so cheap to go to nowadays. Unfortunately, in 1948, these careless acts caught up to her. A photographer was visiting to document Wiley and her animals, and while posing next to an Indian cobra, the flash of the camera startled the animal, who lashed out, bit Wiley, and even though she was able to make it to a hospital, there were no viable antivenoms, and she succumbed to the venom in two hours. Her untimely end and irresponsible methods often cloud some of the great work she did, which included forging pathways for women to keep and work with animals and breed difficult species. If you find yourself in Long Beach, California, though, I invite you to check out Grace Park, named in her honor of her time spent in California and ultimately the death she experienced there as well. So most of this information came from Wikipedia, Mental Floss, and the Long Beach Press-Telegram. If you found this information interesting, first off, thanks. And I invite you to look on Twitter um, using the hashtag Herpers with a capital H-E-R. Um, Dr. Hellbender, as she's named on Twitter, is an awesome hellbender researcher who has 
done a ton for the online herpetologist community to connect women. And she has some great write-ups about historical herpetologists. Um, I hope to continue to cover some of these amazing women who forged the way for us to have these animals as pets nowadays. And if you know of any that you want me to cover, please shoot me a message. So this is going to wrap up our first Modern Medusa podcast and the nerves are definitely starting to fade away and I am so excited to start this project with all of you. Um, As I've mentioned before, I would love for you to reach out, help introduce me to more women in the hobby, help show me who I should be talking to and who we should be highlighting um, because I know there's so many great women out there that I have yet to meet and I cannot wait to do so. So thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. Another huge thank you and shout out to Joe with Port City Pet for supporting the show and myself and to everyone else who has helped encourage me as we start this adventure. Please feel free to contact me on Facebook or Instagram at DeFalco Reptiles and give me a follow there if you want to be up to date with what the podcast will be doing. Um, If you are a female or non-binary keeper and you're active on Facebook, I highly recommend you join the Female Herpers and Reptile Keepers group. Um, I also would recommend the Herpers group, capital H-E-R-P-E-R-S, that has a lot of Australian keepers, which is great as well. Um, And I look forward to seeing you soon, talking at you soon, and getting some really exciting guests on here. So thank you so much. And this has been the very first episode of the Modern Medusa podcast. Talk at you soon. Thanks.